0: you're listening to the g-factor with lauren and tony a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization now without further ado here are the hosts of g-factor lauren doherty and tony van hey guys welcome back again it's tony van and lauren doherty say good morning lauren Hey,
1: how's everyone doing?
0: I think we're rocking it out. Had a great weekend. Excited to be back on the G-Factor podcast. Uh, I think today we're going to talk a little bit uh, about museums. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So last week we were a presenter at the Oklahoma Museums Association's first ever virtual conference, which was amazing.
0: Super cool. Super cool. The
1: experience was so cool. So cool. So we're still pretty excited about that and we want to hopefully share some of the tips that we shared there with you guys.
0: So basically, I'll, I'll lay kind of the groundwork here a little bit. So they ask us to present, which uh, we are huge supporters of museums, tourism attractions, cultural institutions, zoos. We love that. That's, I'm, for me, that's our passion, my passion. So Uh, we were asked to present basically about marketing trends uh, for 2020, including uh, the way things have been affected by the uh, pandemic, obviously. And so Lauren and I, uh, when they switched to virtual, Lauren and I recorded about an hour, I guess it was about 45, 50 minutes, and then they did a chat. And so we covered everything. Uh, from builders and drivers to talking about uh, trends to basically the things you have to have uh, for uh, marketing nowadays, correct?
1: Yeah. So I think that let's just jump right in and let's talk about some 2021 new trends since, you know, I know everyone is really looking forward to a new year for many different reasons, a fresh start, and kind of where to go from here um we did talk about some 2020 trends th- in our presentation but i think let's really focus on the future and let's get everyone on the way there so you cool. want to talk about those
0: yeah i'd love to so kind of an interesting piece jumping off or leaping off of that, you know, in 2020 with the pandemic, uh, some research showed that uh, basically 7.4 million new digital buyers will be in the space in 2020 and 2021. And basically the idea is uh, whether you like it or not, you're being, you know, pulled into the 21st century and beyond. Uh, Consumers are just basically becoming more comfortable shopping digitally. Candidly, a lot of people in the country, Oklahoma has not necessarily been this way, but a lot of people People have just been stuck at home. So a uh, couple of the trends for 2021, very quickly, we talked about non-linear journeys. Uh, back in the old days, you know, we would try to capture uh, consumers, uh, push them to either a catalog or some type of online e-commerce uh, piece, and then move them down the pike. Uh, that non-linear linear journey really pushes people from, bounces them around from uh, social media to uh, any type of digital advertising and into a website or even uh, some type of mail piece. So that was kind of interesting. The other thing is a website visitor data recording. If your website is not... Uh, not only good looking and responsive on multiple screens, but also gleaning visitor data, either through cookies or pixels, uh, other things to understand who your visitor is. It's time to update your website. And people say all the time, well, I just got my website two years ago or three years ago. Think about how technology has changed in the last 24 to 36 months. It's ridiculous. And that's, what's happening with your website. Uh, marketing automation, one of the biggest things right now is, uh, you know, uh, Mark bots or robots, uh, people, chat bots that are popping up. You know, a lot of people think that, man, that is annoying. But the reality is that it puts people in the funnel. It uh, increases conversions. And as annoying as they are, it's an engagement. And there are a lot of people that engage and push forward on that. The use of Google Tag Manager is huge. Everyone wants uh, Google Analytics. They talk about, oh, my website needs Google Analytics, which is great. But the Google Tag Manager takes it kind of to the next level, allows you to identify different uh, potential visitors, different trends. It allows you to basically uh, utilize or leverage some of third-party pixels, third-party uh, pieces to start gleaning data. Uh, if you haven't looked at Google Tag Manager, make sure you do. Or, you know, candidly, let's do a commercial. Talk about us about it. We're happy to do it. And then uh, finally, last but not least, is the voice search marketing. You know, every day uh, people are dialing up the Google Assistant or Alexa and saying, hey, I want pizza or hey, I need Chinese food or hey, where's the closest dry cleaner? Uh, in the future, I think what you'll see is something effective, um, you know, pizza is 3.5 miles away and Domino's has a coupon for two for five. So I think what that will be is uh, more people positioning on advertising uh, through the the virt- voice search marketing option and uh, you need to be there. So those, I think those are kind of the, the 10 trends for 2021, Lauren. Yeah.
1: So kind of With that, you know, you've, you're planning, you're looking at new ideas, new concepts, new tactics. Um, One of the other things that we covered was builders and drivers. So I think let's talk about those for a minute. So a builder is basically an essential tool. Um, that can help you get to your long-term goals. So these are, these are tools that focus on building a marketing, you know, all of your marketing assets. That's what these all are. So there are several things that you need before you go to market and start to, you know, launch your campaign. So some of the most important ones that we've identified and we wanted to talk about a little bit are, Tony already mentioned, but your website. So that is one of the main tools that you need to have in line before you start pushing traffic there. So make sure you're messaging is on point. Make sure all of those backend tools are in place to track your visitors and, you know, glean that data. Um, and then make sure it's super user-friendly. Make sure there's great calls to action, great photography, videography. And that is kind of one of the other builders, which is video production and or photography. Make sure your visual identity and your visual brand matches what your visitor's experience would be with, you know, your location or your product. And that starts with what they're going to see online. Um, Next is collateral materials. So if you need point of sale pieces or you need, um, you know, brochures or you have signage, make sure all of those things are branded very well, very strongly. Uh, make sure the content is appropriate for the audience that you're pushing it to. Make sure it's easy to read and eye-catching as well um, brand management. So that is something that that's really something that never stops. So any new piece that you create or any new, you know, Facebook update you put out there, make sure that everything is within your brand and make sure that you've identified who, what, and you know, who you really are. What is your brand? What is your voice? Um, who are you trying to reach with that voice? What's the tone? Um, all of those things need to be in line with every single piece that you create and put out there. Another one is And this should probably be at the top, but these are kind of in no particular order, but audience research. So first and foremost, when you're creating a communications plan or you are, you know, setting out to do something new in 2021, make sure that you know who your audience is or you know who you would like to reach and know how they like to be communicated with. Know everything that you can about them, um, their preferences, and serve them up what they want to see or hear. It's so much easier if you can identify that first. Um, so you won't waste money. You won't waste time on trying to communicate with folks who, you know, may or may not be interested in you or your product. So Tony, you want to talk about some drivers and what that is?
0: Absolutely. So Lauren did a great job of, of setting up kind of the foundation you need. Those drivers are things such as the Google business listing, something very easy for someone to do right now. Get online, uh, make sure you go to Google, Google business, Make sure you put in all of your information. What do you do? Get some nice photos. Get your logo well uh, placed well. Uh, make sure that you have um, you know, your hours of business, uh, location, telephone number. Hopefully, you've got a website. Put that in. That's something that can uh, immediately get you noticed. Google is a huge monster. Uh, allow them to populate the web on your behalf. It's fantastic. Uh, Number two, reputation listing reviews. Make sure that you pay attention to your online reputation. That's everything from Facebook and Google to Yelp to any type of specialized reputation uh, website. Make sure that you're aware of what people are saying about you. Make sure that those that are great testimonials or great reputation uh, pieces that you use for testimonials and those that are not, make sure you address them. Don't just like uh, hope they'll go away. Try to contact, try to reach out to those folks that may have given you a poor listing. They may not have the right business. Uh, It may have been the situation where you guys could handle it uh, internally. There there are a lot of uh, different issues. Uh, Make sure you push an e-newsletter campaign. Uh, If you're not getting email addresses and contact information from your current clients and potential clients, start now. If you're on LinkedIn, you can export that information. There are a lot of ways to start any newsletter campaign, and it's very, very affordable. Look at direct mail. Uh, Believe it or not, with everyone being home right now, direct mail is actually a fairly good way to start, and it's, it's super inexpensive. Lauren and I were just looking at a direct mail campaign. Uh, You know, the printing's there. You can buy lists. Uh, You know, you can look at postage itself. It's pretty affordable and it's a way to contact people tangibly at home. One of the most exciting things right now for folks, believe it or not, is going out to their uh, mailbox and seeing if they actually have mail, uh, which is kind of funny. Uh, ironic how things turn. And then finally, just be active on social media. Make sure that organically you're ready to go. And uh, for those uh, organic posts that do well, don't be afraid to put a little money behind them. Go ahead and boost them here and there. Make sure you know who your audience is. Make sure you know where the demographic is, either geographical, uh, who that uh that Listener is or that engagement is uh, yeah, demographically through either age or gender or location, those type of things, but make sure those are those are really pretty easy things. Get on Google, make sure your listing's good, make sure your reputation's nice on on the internet. Make sure that you have an active uh, e newsletter campaign. Uh, think about direct mail, and then make sure your social media is blowing it up. Those are pretty easy drivers awesome cool. Okay, enough marketing, Lauren. I want to talk about some tacos. Can we talk about tacos? Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: I feel like we've been blah, 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 blah marketing. So I'm going to start. I'm just going to tell you, I was blown away this weekend. I went to a little place called the uh, El Diablo Coyote. Um, It happened to be over in the Claremore area, Uh, it's in the Tulsa area, and they had a box of tacos. Uh, soft Mexican street tacos, you could either get uh, beef, chicken, or shrimp, and depending on what you want to do, they were a bit like 20 for 20, or 20 for a buck 25, or something like that, so it was, they were, and they were spectacular, so it was a little truck cart, um, street tacos, I think the best thing about it was, now I like cilantro, but they didn't over blow you with the cilantro and their guacamole, their guacamole was spicy, but it had like almost like a, a cumin or turmeric taste to it. It wasn't just like all heat. And so I really appreciate that. So if you're ever in that uh, Rogers County Tulsa area, you know, either riding your bike, like Lauren does, or just kind of moseying around, look for the old. El- el diablo coyote it, it sounds is good pretty good yeah so how about you oh
1: well, i made an impressive mexican food run this weekend so oh. uh friday night we went to a new restaurant in giri and it's called primo's um and the owner used to own a food truck and so he has some really unique stuff on the menu and it is delicious they just opened about a month ago uh, my favorite thing is they call them Twinkies, so it 's a corn tortilla, and then they do a grilled um, like whole jalapeno and they stuff it with brisket and cheese, and then they wrap it in bacon, and then they serve it on top of the tortilla with fresh guacamole on top, delicious, like so good um, crazy and they were super fresh, um, you know I'm, you know I like really spicy stuff, so a couple of them were pretty spicy the season for jalapenos is kind of weird right now. So some were really spicy and then some were, you know, just good flavor. So that was fun. We'll definitely be going back there. And then um, I actually, I went to Chilino's last night. So, <laughs> and then Saturday we had lunch at Torchy's, um in Norman, which holy I love. Holy <laughs> It was
0: a whole Latin I know. Uh, weekend. I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, and then Saturday night I ate at a Mexican re- food restaurant in Chickasha. Oh, <laughs> <holy> <laughs> so
0: cow. You really took the homework yeah. to heart, didn't you? I
1: did. I was almost five for five, but <laughs> yesterday for lunch we did not have Mexican. Uh, food. So four out of five from Friday to Sunday is it's, pretty, you know, it's pretty still good. legit. That's still yeah, legit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, good. that's awesome. So very good. Uh, well, I think next week, uh, I think we should look at barbecue. So okay,
1: I I, I'll something. write that on my homework list.
0: That's barbecue's list. So you have any other uh, thoughts before we go?
1: I mean, I have a fun fact.
0: Really? What, about what tacos. kind of fun fact? Yeah. Okay.
1: So Americans eat four and a half billion tacos a year.
0: Holy cow. Yeah. That's a lot of tacos.
1: And specifically, and I, this one kind of gets me, about half of the United States population eats at Taco Bell once every 11 days are you kidding me no and you know i i don't i don't know about that one like of all places i mean i like taco bell i'm not a snob by any means but there are just so many more choices now like you know get out and try something local how's
0: yep. that for good that's fun
1: good. fact to wrap Thank it up
0: very good well uh excellent that's it
1: all right, well, it's Tony Van and Lauren Doherty for the third episode of The G-Factor, and we'll see you guys next week.
0: Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.